0: Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to UGA Sports rumors versus facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Trent Smallwood. We'll have Jed May joining us a little bit later, but guys, it is exciting times to cover Georgia football recruiting because there's a lot going on up front and in the in the public eye. There's a lot going on behind the scenes. We have, of course, our loyal vault members that we share information with every single day. So make sure you're a member of the UGA Sports Vault if uh, if you're not already on UGASports.com. And, of course, uh, we'll be sharing and answering questions on here. But, Trent, it was uh, – it was a, a big weekend in terms of, yes, it was a, a Vanderbilt game and not usually one you have circled for recruiting visits. But I think everybody for a uh, couple months now has been looking ahead. And especially when we broke the news here on UGA Sports in an interview, exclusive interview with Ryan Puglisi, that that was the one game he was going to visit <laughs> this fall uh, of any school. We knew that, uh, you know, it was about to go down.
0: Yeah, and, and Georgia's had him prioritized uh highly on their board since they, they saw him back in the um, you know, spring, early summer. And you know, he, he's just kinda uh, been that guy for 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 Georgia and the staff. And um, you know, you look at him and, and he he's not well known. He's not he's not your um top three nationally rated uh, quarterback at this time. But uh but he was prioritized by the staff. He was uh, a big want by uh munkin and um buster faulkner and and kirby himself and um and and georgia was able to go out and land their guy so uh uh, you know a big weekend although it was a you know slaughter on the field uh there was good recruiting uh results uh uh, following the game
1: absolutely and uh you know that that does that helps with recruiting as well the slaughter on the field of what (laughs) what georgia was able to accomplish so kind of goes hand in hand there um I wanted to, you know, since it is kind of so fresh, I wanted us to be able to break down this commitment of Ryan Puglisi because, listen, we have a ton of questions from you guys on the vault. The guys on the uh, vault, everybody over there kind of showed out. We're going to have to just really click along to get to all those this week, but do feel it's important to take time to break down the Puglisi commitment there. You know, Trent, what do you see – uh, when you when you just watch the tape of Puglisi,
0: yeah, when when his uh, I guess on, on our site when the junior film uh was put on there, I think you put it on there. Uh, it, I mean, he's just got an electric arm. Uh, he just uh, throwing the ball downfield. He's a quick release. Um, he he's accurate with his throws. He can make every throw on the field. And he's a guy that can use his legs as well. I mean, he he's not a, a dual threat quarterback by any means, but he's a he's a pass first quarterback that can use his legs. Um, kind of reminds me similar to the way uh, you you could use like a uh, Joe Burrow. He's he's a pass first guy, but uh he's capable of using his legs. And um, you know he's just a, a you know a, got a great arm, um, great size, six uh, three um and just an excellent release can uh release from different angles and um it's just accurate with the football i i I really like he really surprised me with the film they put out and i know he's not playing against the best competition but some of those things you just can't teach i mean that's just that's just a gift
1: well and it's still you know adequate competition i mean it's not like it's uh I would argue that it's every bit as good, maybe not better, competition than what Arch Manning plays against uh, down there in that that league that he plays. So, you know, it's not like he's playing against the sisters of the poor each week or anything. But it, you're right; it's not like he plays in Gwinnett County either. So, um, yeah, to-
0: and it, and it's it's different. Like you know, we we look back and I saw I saw some comparisons like Bryce Ramsey and stuff like that. But Bryce Ramsey threw it maybe three times per game. This is a this is different. I mean, this guy's throwing it all over the field. And uh, and yes, he, he's he's not planning to win that county, but he's making every throw on the field and making it look easy. And it, you got to look at mechanics, and you and you go back and uh, you know Georgia saw him at the camp, and uh it, you know it, since that time uh, he's been the guy that that they've kind of prioritized, and uh and he's um, you know Georgia Georgia was able to land him on the commit list. You know Alabama wanted him, uh, Ole Miss wanted him, A few other schools, so. Uh, just a big get for Kirby. Just go ahead and nail down that quarterback position and uh, start focusing on uh, where well, he's already got some playmakers and, and focus on landing some more playmakers for him. I think it's worth noting
1: here is uh, I do want to shout out we got – uh, Dare senior watching from Baxley, Georgia, we got UGA Chris from Temple. We got Jeremy Barbie from Logan. Of course, one of the first people in here, as always, is Mr. Randy Payne. We appreciate you joining us again, Randy from Tifton. So, guys, we appreciate all of you tuning in to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts presented by Auto Owners Insurance and Turner Wood & Smith Insurance. Both companies been around for over 100 years for all your life, home, car, and business needs, make sure you check out Turner Wooden Smith as your agent, who's going to help you out with all the customer service stuff, do all the stuff that that is kind of the, the hard part of dealing with insurance at times, but they're going to make it easy because they've got great uh, policy providers like auto owners, and you can work with a team like that. Go to twsinsurance.com or auto-owners.com, as you can see scrolling across the bottom there. And we'll get to our other sponsors later in the show here. But uh, Trent, I was just going to, you know, I was just going to point out I mean, here's one difference that I see from what we know about these recruitments. Lots of these other quarterbacks, AKA Arch Manning, uh, Jaden Davis, even things like that, their main guy on the deal was Buster Faulkner. Todd Munkin has been the main guy on Ryan Puglisi. Like, like this, and I think, you know, hey, you say what you want. You know, some people have have chided uh, Munkin's ability to recruit. Some people have uh, love his play calling, but just aren't as happy with what he's done. But here he goes out and, and sees a guy, says, that's the guy I want, and, and he ends up coming to Athens. I think that's an interesting dynamic to look at there.
0: Yeah, for sure, because, uh, I mean – Munkin's an NFL guy. He, he, even in the past, he hasn't done a whole lot of recruiting. You know, he watches film. Um, he zeros in on uh, a couple guys, like you know, he did with Lad McConkey uh, back a few years ago. But uh, I mean, this was a, a, a kid that you know, from the the first time he saw him, you know, it, it's just been that's who that's who he wanted. That's who, that's the that's the that's the kid he wanted, and. um uh, you know, from everything I've heard, the kid's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he he works at uh, his game, and, uh, and and obviously he's talented. So um, you know, Munkin going out and, and landing his guy, and, and and you know, showing showing some re- recruiting prowess uh, uh, himself, um, able to go out there and land this guy. And I, I, I don't think this kid's ranking is, is done by any means. I, I expect to see it shoot up after his, uh, this junior film's been released. Now, when uh,
1: that's the thing. If you see the growth in Puglisi from the sophomore year to the junior year, people forget this isn't a guy who's going to be playing at, at Georgia next year. He still has a senior year to keep. This guy, is, I predict, will be one of the top players in the entire country before, it's, before he's done with. He's, he's only a, a junior, and last year as a sophomore – a man after your own heart uh trent playing baseball he's a he's a he's a shortstop, and also from the mound as as a as a late inning relief reliever is pumping it in there 93 94 miles an hour as a sophomore i mean that is and you see the live arm i believe one of the one of the plays on his uh one of the plays on his new highlight tape that he put out where he's just kind of slightly moving to the left uh or he's moving to his right, and the receiver's coming left across the field, and he just kind of does the almost the Mahomes like sidearm, <laughs> sidearm throw, flick of the wrist, and it just is on a BB over there. That's stuff that you see out of a, a Matthew Stafford and, and people like th- those kind of arms. Uh, and he has a chance to have that, that kind of arm, I believe, down the line, because he's he is a six foot three, he's 205 pounds, far from done growing, mm-hmm. and he's absolutely, uh, you know, he's he's absolutely got a, a howitzer attached to his right side of his body.
0: Yeah, and you don't you don't normally see these guys. You know, with the way recruiting is these days, you start seeing them uh, kind of quarterbacks, uh, quarterback wise. You start seeing these guys kind of spotlighted uh, their freshman year, or even you know the eighth grade year. You start seeing them. You start hearing their names. This is going to be the guy. This is going to be uh, one of the top rated uh, kids in the country. And we've heard that about a number of guys. We've heard that about Jaden Davis. We've heard that about Joey and this is the guy that's kind of, uh, you know, just kind of uh, I developed late or or just had kind of gone unnoticed and uh, kind of opened eyes just on, in the camp circuit. And um, you know, I, I think we're still hitting off that. Uh, um, there, there's still a lot of unknown with with juniors and seniors this year because of the COVID years uh, took up their freshman year and kind of uh, didn't allow people to get out and see kids. But uh, uh, this kid is really. Um, come on and open some eyes and uh i mean the numerous coaches eyes uh, at alabama ole miss just just uh and those are those are two schools that are very good with quarterbacks uh, lane kiffin and so um yeah he's he's definitely um it's definitely a great pickup uh, a lot of people are gonna look at the stars don't look at them because uh their they're stars coming uh their stars
1: coming to rod's name uh, for sure absolutely Well, uh, so we've talked about Ryan Puglisi, the the commitment there. You know, I think before we get to questions, we do have to say now in the class of 2024, right, you've got nothing but skill kids on the offensive side of the ball committed. And when you talk about Puglisi being in a class, kind of spearheading a class that has NICAR, Landon Thomas around him, Tovani Mizell, I mean, it's (laughs) it's a powerful, powerful group. That, that's kind of coming together over there in terms of that class of 2024. Um and man alive, I mean they they Georgia really is putting a emphasis on the offensive skill in that class, Drent.
0: Yeah, and I think this this is a you know and I, I think it's every year, but um Georgia really needed to hit a, a big offensive skill class um like this one in 24. Um, oh, and uh, I forgot to
1: mention Sokovi White, who just committed yeah. to Georgia and, as well. And there,
0: there's plenty of other targets out there with uh, um, KJ. And uh, um, so, you know, it, it is a uh, Georgia definitely needed to land a class. You, you know, these type of classes, you could look back on, you know, 2026 and say, golly, look what this 24 class produced. Uh, you know, you, you've seen what Alabama's done in the past with these talented offensive classes. You've seen what other schools have done with uh, Ohio State's done with these talented offense classes, and uh, and and Georgia's uh, putting a very nice one together in twenty four. A little, and it's almost
1: a little out of character for Georgia in terms of allowing guys to commit that early, uh, because Georgia's typically more conservative. You know, they they're going after a certain, but they're they're really pushing to get that ball rolling early, and I think that's something that you've seen Ohio State. Uh, you've seen Alabama and some others that have been offensive, you know, juggernauts, so to speak, over the last few years, getting some of those top guys wrapped up early and then building some momentum. I think Georgia's in a real shape
0: to do that when it comes to the class of 2024. I think the the way everything's going, it's all about uh, making adjustments and, and, you know, in recruiting and and on the fields. And you've seen Georgia kind of adapt on the field uh, to a more, Uh, open attack um, passing the football and you've seen that on the recruiting trail as well Um, they they have been a school to um, not want to take commitment early or or you know only take guys who they knew they they wanted but uh you know now they've kind of zeroed in uh they know they have to push the ball a little harder and uh you know they're, they're landing their skill guys and and uh they're definitely not done in that class
1: Absolutely. Well, let's uh shift gears here and let's talk a little bit uh about the class of twenty twenty-three and we'll transition it by using Scuffle Town Dogs questionnaire. Who is left on the twenty twenty-three board that we Georgia might get? And uh, thanks us for a great job. We appreciate you, Scuffletown, for uh looking in each week with us. Um, I think class of twenty twenty-three Trent, obviously we've talked about Samuel and Pimba, who yes was at the t- the Tennessee Alabama game, but uh there's been a lot of smoke out there that that, that may be, uh, you know, that may be well into Georgia's favor at, at this point. So it's it'll be interesting to see just how much ground Tennessee uh, did or could have made up even with that impressive win over Alabama. Uh, Jordan Hall is another one that that I think everybody feels that Georgia's really got circled as uh, other guys that come to mind for you as, as guys that Georgia's still – uh, trying to get after in that class of 2023
0: yeah uh and those two and chris pill is a uh, is another one that uh, georgia's probably only taking one more guy in the secondary with the class they have right now and um you know chris pill is a guy that can they can play multiple spots in that secondary um you mentioned jordan hall uh i think they're probably taking another receiver uh could take another running back in the class and uh uh, you know you you kind of look at that tied in position to are they gonna take another one there uh that with Deuce Robinson um still out there. So yeah it'll be interesting uh how they use their spots and I know the new rule this year they can just take everybody and 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 try to get people off campus but uh but it'll be uh interesting to see see what what where they go with those spots because in the past they've really focused in on uh, putting those spots to secondary uh, or putting that spot to uh, an additional linebacker and uh I think you'll see more of a uh, offensive approach uh, in, in uh, additional spots in this class.
1: Yeah uh and I was honestly I was trying to go through and uh, share some stuff on social media so if I missed this but you said it uh you know just correct me here but Anthony Evans also is a potential flip uh, from Oklahoma. Um I think that You know, he's he's a guy that Georgia still stays in touch with. And Brian McClendon really put a lot into that the first go around. And I don't think he's really stopped ever since. And, you know, OU did uh, write the ship, I guess, this week against Kansas. But Trent, there's still, uh, I think, a couple L's out there for them to catch before this year's over with. So we'll see how that how that ends up.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a guy who, it, even the day he committed, Brian McClendon has been in touch with him since uh, that day and never lost contact. So um, I expect Georgia to be in that one to the end. Uh, and, and what they do with the second running back position, they've made it clear to running back targets that they are going to take two in this class. And as we expected them to, we didn't know if that would come uh, via portal or this class, but uh, they have made it known to to several running backs that they will take two. And um, I think that the valuation is still going on there uh, with the hope that to go out and, and flip Justice Haynes. And um, he, he's been uh, – Dale's been in contact with, with numerous guys. Uh, you know, Jordan Louie, uh, who had another big game Friday night for Meadow Creek, you know, was, uh, had nearly 200 yards again. Um, he, he leads 7A in rushing. And um, there. – there's a handful of guys who do not have offers uh like Louie and uh I think evaluating while uh waiting on uh to see what Justice Haynes if there's a chance for Justice Haynes and uh and you know we'll we'll see where that goes. So it'd be interesting nice to see who hits that second running back spot.
1: Heck, if they get in trouble, they can always move uh, CJ Allen to running back. My goodness, have you seen what that kid does at Lamar County week in and week out? It's like you know, three rushing touchdowns, somewhere between 150 and 200 yards. Absolutely uh, impressive for the middle linebacker that's going to be playing.
0: <laughs> on top of 15 tackles and yeah. six for a loss.
1: Absolutely. So another uh, another impressive bulldog that will be coming in there. Um, obviously, we, we always say keep an eye out on the Louisville situation. If Satterfield were to get fired, that could be interesting there with some of the bigger recruits they have stacked up like DeAndre Moore, uh, like Reuben Owens, even Madden Sinker who I know that maybe things aren't still there between uh, George and Madden Sinker. I'm just saying in general, Louisville could lose some of those high, more high-profile guys that they currently have in this class if that if that were to happen. All right. So we got lots of questions to get to. Let's go ahead and start hitting them here. It said, "What's the scoop on who was most impressed by the Vol's shaky win?" Over <laughs> he's, he's qualifying the win. He says, "Shaky win uh, over over Alabama." Where uh, were they at the game? We know Samuel and Pimba was there. There was a ton of guys there. I mean, why and why would you not ha- uh, have them there? You know, Trent. We always say that one game is not a determining deal for these people, but that's one of the better games that, that I've seen in a long time. So if anybody was impressed, I wouldn't fault them.
0: And there's not one single recruit unless they told the kid, Hey, you cannot commit. We don't want you or something, something along those lines that was not in not happy when they left, uh, you know, Knoxville um, that, that was just set up to be uh, with the way the outcome of the game, the atmosphere um, that was just set up to be a great visit for recruits and um, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, Georgia trails for Samuel Mpemba now. That doesn't mean all these things, uh, but but it means they had a good visit. That means that Tennessee might have closed the gap a little uh, for for uh, Samuel Um, But you know, I, I I don't I don't look at these visits. I look at uh, you know the the relationships that are built along the way. Um, Georgia's been in a, a long time from Um Mp- He seen Georgia play three times, I believe, this season um it, it, it dates back you know uh you know, a while uh with the relationships that George has built and um it there's, there's gonna be a lot of impress me i don't know how much impressed uh people are gonna look at that those defenses and say hey i'd like playing that defense and give up 50 a night and run around but uh but well, you, but you the have- they're, they're gonna say that the coach
1: is gonna be you know josh apple's going nuts he's probably gonna put his arm around in pimba and say man we want it but you know, if we had you on defense, we'd have, we'd have wanted even easier, that kind of stuff. You know, like that, that's, that's the pitch is going to go in, into play there. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. To your point that you said earlier, uh, when we were talking before, Trent, you know, it's going to be a pretty crazy atmosphere when Tennessee comes to Georgia. So Georgia will have, uh, and Georg- there's already, you know, a big list of recruits that have, uh, are, are talking about, you know, either making a return visit or making their first visit of the year for that one. So uh, Georgia then, will have its chance to match it.
0: This is the reason why Georgia brings their uh, 2025, 2026 guys um, in for for the games like Vandy and, and those type games because when you have these type games, they only have a certain amount of kids they can get in and – these are going to be top-tier kids. Uh, I get, there, There's probably going to be uh, committed elsewhere kids. There's going to be well, – I know there's going to be committed elsewhere kids. There's going to be uh, just top-rated kids from the 23 and 24 class around the country. Um, this, this, is, this is going to be the game to be at that weekend, and I expect, you know, probably 50 or so top blue-chip rated uh, uh, prospects to be on campus. Speaking of blue hey, chip, we have Jed May in here. Jed, uh, how's, how's it going, man?
2: Going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming y'all are talking about the Tennessee game. Um, you know, I was at Buford tonight and then that whole contingent told me they're going to be there. Edric Houston, KJ Bolden, Justice Haynes, for those wondering. so um, For the Tennessee-Georgia game. For the Tennessee-Georgia game, yeah. So. Um, it's going to be a star set event, like you were just talking about. Trent committed guys elsewhere. There's going to be—I've um, got an early list here. I mean, Samuel and Pemba, I think, is going to be in town for his official that weekend. Um, DeAndre Moore is going to be in town that weekend, and then obviously you've got a bunch of the Georgia commits will be in town that weekend as well to be recruiting some of these guys. So um, One of those 2025 quarterbacks that were already there
1: all at the yeah. same time earlier this year—they're going to be returning. So. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's 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 going to be. Uh, I mean, it looked like the Auburn game was was a pretty good list, and it was, but that Tennessee game is going to be – it it's going to be something else.
0: Well, right now it would be one versus three, and you don't know what would happen between now and then. Um, but I, I expect it to be, uh, you know, two of the top five teams in the country facing off in Athens, and I don't think Georgia's had a game like this, uh, I guess, since Georgia-Notre Dame in 2019 maybe. And uh, and that was an electric atmosphere as well. So I, I expect Athens to be crazy that day and, and loaded with, with, with uh recruits on campus. And,
2: and the interesting thing about it is is like and I I wouldn't recover recruiting then, so I don't know Trent, you know better than me, but like I would imagine there wasn't a ton of overlap and like targets at that Notre Dame game that were that George and Notre Dame were both really in on. There's a lot of guys that are gonna be there that both – I mean, Dave and Hobbs just went to Tennessee for the Alabama game. That's his official to Georgia weekend. Guys like that. Samuel and Pimbo was at Tennessee. Those Buford guys I was talking to, you know, Edric Houston is trying to go to Knoxville for the Kentucky game uh, next weekend. Like, there's a lot of Georgia-Tennessee overlap there, guys wanting to see both schools. So that's another, um, you know, another added uh, element to, um, to what that matchup's going to bring on the recruiting front. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Andy Stowe, Jed, we got a question here from Mr. Stowe.
2: Good. I was worried I'd miss the questions. Um, from Andy Stowe, one, did Georgia pick Ryan Puglisi over uh, Julian Sane and Jaden Davis? Two, is Puglisi an elite quarterback prospect? Three, would you guys per- prefer uh, Puglisi over Sane or Davis?
1: I think the, the short answer to one and two is yes. Uh, I'm, Ryan Puglisi uh, became the guy that, that – that, Georgia wanted and when I say that not just in terms of a pure talent standpoint but from everything that that we've been told it was a combination of the talent his fit in the in potential fit in the system and also his personal makeup and how he would fit into the culture of the of of Georgia Trent I mean do you feel the 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 same way on those first two questions
0: yes uh I I think uh, it would not surprise me to see, uh, you know, Puglisi and uh, Davis, um, two of the top three quarterbacks in the country. I think both of them, uh, you know, Davis is already in front of Julian saying, but I think uh, Puglisi could pass him as well. But I I do think Davis is elite talent, but uh, I do think Georgia prioritized Puglisi since the summer and uh, have had him right up at the top of their board since then.
1: Jed, would you prefer uh, Puglisi over Sayan or Davis, or what order would you personally not? What George has done, but what what would you? How would you personally take
2: him? I, mean, I, I mean, Puglisi is the tallest of the three, right? I mean, he's probably six three. I think I believe that's taller than um, than Jaden Davis and Julian Sayon. so you like him on that front. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm mean, just watching him on film. He's a really good looking kid. He's got the baseball background. He's a good athlete. He can run. He could. He's got everything you want. I mean, there's a reason that. Um, Munken and the staff wanted him so bad. Um, I personally, I don't think you could really go wrong with either of the three. I said this in a thread yesterday. It seems like Sayin and Dave or Sayin and Puglisi, especially, are I wouldn't say more fit guys, but like guys that you that you really look at and say these are great fits for what Todd Munkin likes to do. Jaden Davis obviously is a really talented guy. He will fit in any system. But those two guys, especially when you, when you watch them on tape, are like that. It is what Todd Munkin's looking for in the Georgia quarterback. So, um, short answer, um, I'm not smart enough to make those kind of calls. But he's definitely a guy that, and I think we have him as a four star outside the 250 or whatever. Rivals has him as, but he's definitely going to be, um, like you said, Trent, He's probably going to be a, a top five quarterback in this class by the time this thing's over.
1: And as Roddy uh, put on put on the vault, uh, if if Georgia had wanted. This to be a different outcome. It could have been. Just so you know, they they chose Puglisi. Okay, uh, that I want everybody everybody to know that. All right, uh, Scuffle Town Dog. Uh, we well we already covered that one earlier. Let me let me skip a. Uh, here we go. We got one from ZX BY one forty. The most likely running back finish in this class is, Robert right? Robinson. Yeah, so we know Roderick Robinson the second's on board. Uh came came not too long ago before uh Puglisi did, uh, last weekend. Um guys, if you had to put, put some money down that, that mattered to you today, who do you think that Georgia ends up with in addition to Roderick Robinson?
2: I, mean, I think it looks like and Trent, you're you've talked to him a couple of times. I mean, Jordan Louie is kind of seems like maybe separating himself among that group of guys that doesn't have an offer yet, you know, with Wilcox and um, Jalen Johnson, a couple of these other guys. He's starting to kind of, and obviously he doesn't have an offer yet either, but he's starting to seem like the one that that McGee and company are really looking at. Does that seem like it to you?
0: Yeah. And, it, you know, he, he even said after his visit when I went and talked with him the other day that uh, Dale, Dale and Kirby set him down at, uh, after the, auburn game and told him what separated him from the others right at this point was his hands was it was his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and that's something that they're looking for uh kind of uh, a prospect to uh compliment himself uh, to um roger robinson and uh of course justice haynes is going to be the obvious number one pick uh for georgia for us for for i mean for for um everybody around um but I think if we're talking, you know, from a realistic standpoint at this point, I would say uh, it, that is a good chance of Louie um, being being the guy they, they go after down the stretch. He's expected back on campus for the Tennessee game. And um, just, uh, just a guy that's kind of exploded. He, he's got uh, 1,300 rushing yards in seven games. Um, he's like third uh, in 7A in the receiving yards as well. I think he had 80 the other night, but, he, but he's – He's put up numbers this year and nobody really knew about him he's from Tuscaloosa Alabama played at a little small school there that nobody really knew about him except uh, Alabama and they they took two early uh, with Justice Haynes and uh the you know two of Georgia's targets but uh but yeah I, I, it, it'll be interesting to uh to see but uh he, he is definitely a guy that that you know Georgia stayed in contact even Bobo reached out to him other day
1: to be honest too, I think it uh, a lot of it depends on what happens in the the running backs that are currently there as well. Do they do all of them return that that kind of stuff? Um, which it's highly possible that either to the you know Kenny McIntosh is gonna go pro. Uh we don't know what's gonna happen with with Kendall Milton and and all this kind of stuff. So so we'll see there. And um, the health
0: and the health of um- Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and Andrew Andrew, Paul, Andrew uh, Paul as well. Yeah, recovering from his ACL, injury. But I do think that let's say they don't flip Justice Haynes, Let's say they don't end up going with Jordan Lewis. I th- I think there's going to be some uh, good caliber running backs in the transfer portal that Georgia uh, will will be will be on more so than they were last year in terms of skill guys. I think that's that can be said. It. Potentially at quarterback, I think that can be said at receiver, and I think it can be said at running back, and and even on the defensive side, uh, edge edge rusher, and uh, and you know maybe even some guys in the secondary as well. So I think Georgia is going to save five six spots possibly in this class without the initial counter rule and all that kind of stuff that you know you know that that could be for transfer guys.
0: And to me, what they're obviously looking for is a guy to fill Kenny McIntosh's is- Shoes a guy to fill James Cook's shoes, um, a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. You can line him up in numerous uh spots, and uh, but uh, you know, the guys that we've talked about with Edwards and Milton and um, even Rod- Robinson, although he can he's very good catching the ball, you're not likely to see him uh lined up in different positions. You're going to line that big boy up at running back, but um, uh. <laughs> You know, I, I think they're looking for a guy, you know, James Cook type, Kenny McIntosh type, the guy that can go out and, uh, you know, be explosive with the ball in the open field. It's going to catch the ball and, and and do do different things for them.
1: Absolutely. Jed, we got one here from GMB283.
2: Yeah, what is the feel for NICAR and Mike Matthews ending up in the 2024 class?
1: Well, I think NICAR is in there to stay. I know there's been some uh, issues with uh, you know some some things that uh, we don't aren't necessarily going to d- discuss, but I don't think it's anything that's going to get in the way of his ultimately ending up in Athens. Uh, I guess the question there would be Mike Matthews. You know he's from Parkview. Uh, there is that seems to be that force force field that uh, repels Georgia away from <laughs> Gwinnett County at times. Um, you know can uh, can they end up landing Mike Matthews? Jed, I believe you've you know covered uh, more about uh, Parkview than I have. What's your feel on Mike Matthews?
2: Yeah, I think George absolutely could um, land Mike Matthews. It's interesting because he's such a highly rated guy. I mean, Rivals has him as a five-star, but his recruitment is still kind of like young. Like he really blew up in the spring. So um, and talking with him, I know he has a really strong connection with Notre Dame. They were one of the first schools to really get in on him. And for, and for a kid whose recruitment has just blown up, that means a lot to him. Um, Georgia's kind of look at, looking at him more as a receiver. Um, I mean, his recruitment is kind of not not all over the place. There's, there's a lot of schools kind of all over the country involved, but but obviously Georgia's got the home state connection, and that's it's it's not Buford, um, where or everybody on the board says uh, Georgia should never go and not waste their time, but it is that Gwinnett County. And, uh, thing, but speak, speaking of Buford, uh, Justin Baker, 2025
1: running yeah, back, uh, right. just. Just uh just announced that he received a offer from Georgia. If you watch that game between Buford and Mill Creek, that was on GPB, you saw Baker uh as only a sophomore. I mean, just running the rock. I mean, the you know, obviously Justice Haynes is tremendously talented, but there wasn't a whole heck of a lot of drop off once uh, Justin Baker came in. He was he was really really playing well. So he has received an offer from. Georgia, but yeah, I agree. I mean, eventually, uh, Georgia's got to, <laughs> Georgia's got to, you know, get some one of these guys out of the Gwinnett County area. You know, Trent, I, I, we talked about the focus on, um, we talked about the focus on the skill position in class of twenty twenty four. Man, if they were to be able to get Mike Matthews in addition to to NICAR and Sukovyi White already, you talk about a receiving hall that
0: Georgia hasn't had in a long time. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't go back to the uh, the last you know talented a talented uh, wide receiver core as, as that would be um, in the past since uh, since Kirby's arrived really um, that usually usually Georgia will come in and they'll get they'll get a ta- uh, you know a, a highly rated guy if we're looking at it from a star stand, uh, standpoint. And, uh and then they'll have you know some uh non-ranked four stars a couple three stars or whatever but uh I mean, you're looking at a group that that could uh have three three or four guys and the rivals 100 um so yeah definitely definitely a uh, mike Matthews would, would make it an even more uh impressive haul of what they have now and um uh, you know that but but he's not the only one they're they're looking at there's there's a list of uh guys that they're um that they have on their board and and uh it'll be it'll be um i'll be curious to see who who they land if they can hold on to the ones they have and um and i know they got a good quarterback to go with it so that's a, that's a good selling point point. Yeah, and uh, hey
1: after uh after south carolina beats texas a&m this week in they uh at, at home <laughs> you know uh evan stewart
2: and smoke Bowie may just end up coming back to uh into yeah. the state of georgia he who Trent, you mentioned like there's so many guys are looking at. Like we didn't even mention there's KJ Bolden, there's um, uh, Zion Regans, there's Jalewis Solomon at Schley County, or I'm going to see this week. Like just off the top of my head, there's those three guys. There's um, uh, Blaine. There's a guy from Texas you talked to not too long ago. There's Bradell Richardson who's been to Athens. like there's so many guys that they're yeah, in Draylan, on. Draylen
1: Miller who visited yeah. Georgia recently.
2: Yeah, like there's so many guys that they're already in on with. Sokovi White, um, Nykar, and Landon Thomas. Don't forget about Landon Thomas already on board as well. So that skill class from a pass catcher standpoint has really, really, really got the opportunity to um, to be something special, like you said, Trent.
0: Yeah, and I'm right. just convinced that, that George is going to land the number one uh, tight end in the country every single year as long as Todd um... As long as Todd Hartley's, <laughs> as long as Hartley's on town. Got yeah. get the number one tight end. All right, we got to kick it into gear to get through. We got a bunch of
1: questions here, so here we go. Uh, the boy racer 45, where do things currently stand with Damon Wilson? Do you still think we are going to add a fourth wide receiver? We've already uh, talked a little bit about wide receiver. I think if it's a fourth one, it'll probably end up being a, a flip of Anthony Evans, or they'll probably go to the portal. Uh guys, we can go around the table real quick on Dame, uh Damon Wilson. You know, we were hearing after the Georgia visit, it was 50-50. Ryan Day goes and sees him, then all of a sudden rivals uh our colleagues uh put in a, a future cast for him to go to Ohio State, but I think that one's uh, far from over.
0: Yeah, I, yeah I, sure. I agree with that. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what visits are taken, see if Georgia can get him back on campus, um, and maybe him for the Tennessee game. I don't know what his plans are, but um, I, I, I don't uh, – I, I would give slide edge to Ohio State today, but um, I don't – I think this is far from over.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's, it's I think there's there's going to be more more done in that one. All right, Jay, we got one from Pine Tree.
2: Yeah, is Jamal Jarrett going to be the closest thing to physically and athletically on the team? Now, Jamal Jarrett being compared to Jordan Davis is a new one. I don't think anyone has made that comparison before. Um, so, <laughs> uh, guys, what are uh, what are your
1: thoughts? You can't come in late and be sarcastic, Jay. <laughs> listen, listen, here's the thing. I, I see it with the size, and I see it from where he's from and all that, but people don't realize – Jordan Davis is literally an alien. And there there's no one on this planet that is that is like Jordan Davis. I mean, nobody's gonna go run out and run whatever he ran, a four, six or four, you know, seven, whatever he did in the in the 40, and be that big. Uh, not even Jamal Jarrett's gonna be that guy in terms of straight line speed and and being explosive and things like that. I think it would almost be like you take guys the size of jordan davis give them kind of the athleticism of a bear alexander i mean uh, of a uh, size of a jamal jarrett and then the athleticism of a bear alexander then that's where you're going to get a jordan davis you know that that, that kind of stuff
0: yeah i, I mean he's going to draw those comparisons uh just because uh you look at his height look at his weight look at his hometown like y'all said but uh, as far as his game uh, of course he, they play the same position but you know, there's like you said, there's only one Jordan Davis, um, and, and he'll he'll come here and try to create his own name. But uh, I think he's good. I think he I think he has potential, and, and and I think that's one of the things George has been missing at times this year. And uh, a couple of guys have stood out, Stackhouse and those guys. But uh, uh you know, he, he's a guy that that could come in, and uh, just it really just depends on how he shapes his body, how how he can get uh, physically. um just just in shape because i think jordan davis came in here worked his tail off because the, the kid lost about 20 pounds when he arrived at georgia really just shaped up his body and got himself ready to play and uh and uh well, it'll be interesting to see because we don't we, we know what jordan Davis's work ethic is like we know jordan davis is a freak we know we, we know these things it'll be interesting to see what J- Jarrett does when he gets on campus as far as those things
1: absolutely uh so yeah, real, real quick uh, show, show enough 253 along with Wilson uh where are we with Russo and Pimba they were down at Florida or wait whether I think he meant Russo and Smith um but they were down at Florida this weekend but if he usually they mention those together Russo I think is more trending elsewhere I think in Pimba still pretty good with with Georgia there but we, guys we got a ton of questions so I'm just going to try to rattle through a couple warm springs dog with only one DL commit is Jordan Hall Is it Jordan Hall or bust at this point? What other realistic options are there out there if Hall decides to pull a Kamari Wilson (laughs) right at the last minute? Uh, You know, Trent, is it Jordan Hall or
0: bust right now at D-line, you think, in the class of 2023? Personally, I don't think it's ever bust when it comes to Kirby and his staff. I think they always have uh, a backup plan or a plan that they're working on, whether it be a committed guy or uh, uh underrated guy that we don't know about but um well they I, had Marcus deal
1: uh, in there for an official visit uh from from and, Texas and they got, um what's his
0: name coming on Davin uh, Hobbs in North Carolina oh, Davin Hobbs
1: Yeah so there, there's a couple guys out there that that are uh that are in the mix um but yes Jordan Hall is number one uh priority um And I think Georgia sits
0: in a good spot there
1: right now Yeah absolutely all right, so let's uh, let's get this one. Um, Jed, we got one from Big Dog here.
2: Yeah, does Chris Peel have a commitment date? And then is Georgia still talking to current Oklahoma commit Anthony Evans? And if so, are there any updates?
1: Uh, yeah, well, so we've touched on Anthony Evans. Definitely still in communication with him, Georgia is. Uh, no set date for Chris Peel, but you got like to that, that uh, feel like that one's – you got to feel like that one's – Starting to, to draw to a close here,
2: gentlemen. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, there was that time, the weird, like, nebulous period where things with George, not George hadn't cooled off, I wouldn't say, but there was all that momentum over the summer. And then it coo- not, you know, things just didn't happen as quickly as maybe we thought they would. But now that we're about halfway through the season, I think things are, um you know, close to wrapping up with Chris Peel and Georgia sits in a good spot.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. Let's see what what else we have here. Uh, we've got – oh, now let's go with this one. Mullet Dog says, uh, how much can one game influence? We we talked about that earlier. A game like that, an unbelievable game, obviously can have a huge momentum swell. I don't think he's going to decide anything for anybody except like Mazo uh, <laughs> <Maiso> Bennett, who <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. committed to, to Tennessee right after, is the guy that Georgia he did have a Georgia offer and things like that, but he mm-hmm. hadn't really – if I'm correct, Jed, I don't think he'd really talked to Georgia since the departure of Cortez Hankton. I don't think the new staff had really came so, came in Brian there.
2: Clinton had offered him. Um, he actually offered him whenever that rivals camp in Charlotte was Blaine that we went to. It was right around there. He visited in the spring, and um, so there was some Georgia, I guess, momentum at the time. But things had kind of cooled. And the thing now, it's like we were just talking about when Georgia's got so many guys still out there in the 24 class and two receivers already on board i don't know that he would have been a take necessarily at georgia if he even wanted to come to georgia in the first place just because there's so many other guys still out there but um yeah it's a good pickup for tennessee he's a good player i mean i i saw him at that rivals camp and, and thought he was a good looking kid so um but yeah like you said i don't know what one game is and i saw another question over in the comments over here like does our alabama commits going to rethink things if alabama drops another game at this point like with especially with these programs like it's more of the relationships and as I
1: don't it's the, know. Relation,
2: the relationships the bank accounts
1: all that great stuff you know that that's that's more what it's, it's about at that at that point now it's just, uh just playing around nothing illegal guys okay just the NIL is 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 a real thing all right uh snowdog with Pugliese's. Snowman dog says with Puglisi's I can't talk with Puglisi's commitment. What's your prediction on how on how and who is in the quarterback room next year? Does anyone enter the transfer portal? But guys, if I had to put my money on it, I would say next year the quarterback room would be uh Beck, Stockton, Puglisi, and Must Champ. I think that's where you where you're headed.
0: I think I think that's um and just looking at it from an obvious standpoint at today, I mean, I think obviously Beck's the, the number two guy behind uh, Stetson and uh, Stockton's the freshman and Beck would be draft eligible after next year, allowing Stockton uh, to come in and, uh, you know, griff would uh, kind of be the odd man out. So, yeah, I would I would say that is the direction it's headed, which would not surprise me if that was to happen if griff ends up at Auburn.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what what happens there. Maybe, maybe, maybe Vandergriff could pick the coach if that happens. You know, we don't. We don't know who the, who yeah. the coach <laughs> is going to be at Auburn either. I don't. I don't know. And we we have no knowledge on that, guys, at all. That's just pure speculation. But hey, you ask questions. I'm not going to dodge them. You know, going to and try to answer them. So, uh, F. McCreary, Jr. What impact, if any, does the political commitment have? Uh, on Jaden Davis well it means Jaden Davis didn't come to Georgia that's what
2: that's the that's the impact that it has so yeah uh, if I was a a Michigan fan I would really like the those developments over the weekend as far as where Michigan's just as one school I know that um is really in it with Jaden Davis pretty hard but I mean Georgia will maintain connections I'm sure but it's it's um I I think they're gonna and same with Julian saying I know Gorney posted a note on the board earlier but Julian saying um I think we well, we've, <clears throat> we've said it all show right Georgia chose Puglisi, and I think he's their guy for twenty four, and that's that's how it is. That's that's you're not gonna never talk to Sayan or Davis again, but I think Pug- Puglisi is mm-hmm. uh, is the guy.
0: Yeah, Kirby's never gonna burn a bridge like we've said in the past, but it's uh, he he was the obvious choice over a couple others that we've talked about. You
1: fall a dog. We still have a chance with Russo uh, Russo. Um, you know, there is a there. Listen, I'm never going to count out Kirby and Schumann for a linebacker from Montgomery, Alabama. There's just too much, too much ties, too many ties they have to the community. There's so they built great relationships there. They know the trainers that, that Roussel works with. But at this point, uh, I just think with Alabama and Florida, in the positions they are, and even Ohio State, if they're if they keep a keep a watch on Ohio State, if Russo and Smith end up making a visit to Ohio State, that's a big big deal there because Smith has family in Ohio, lots of family, and Smith and Russo really want to play together, and that's not just lip service; they really want to play together the next level. So uh, you know, lots of contenders. Georgia's definitely one of them. I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't put a put a large amount on, on Georgia winning that one, though, at this point. John Adams, 88, how many committed elsewhere 2023 do we stay in contact for? That's kind of what we were just talking about, guys. I think it's a, it's a large number. I would say a dozen or more guys that Georgia loses out on each time that they're staying in contact with.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, the, you know, with the, there's some guys that um, – that don't want it public as far as, uh, you know, with, with their commitment going on that they're, you know, of course, Justice Haynes is out there. He's uh, He's been vocal about his main, um, that those conversations with Dale McGee as well as Ohio State. But um, I, I think there's some out there that, that don't publicize it, don't let people know. And, that you know, those are the guys that, you know, flip right like December 12th or December 13th that you don't even know about, that Georgia's kind of prioritized to talk to this whole time. So I, I would say, yeah, oh man, more than more than a dozen uh, uh, committed elsewhere. Players are you know right at it.
1: Yeah, and then another follow up question from John Adams. So so Ryan Puklisi commitment was accepted over a five star mm-hmm. quarterback that was not. Uh, I, I the wording of that I don't understand rumor, but as a fact, yes, he was he was accepted over the other two. That's just kind of how how it was. So. Um, Guys, that is all the questions man it was a it was that was more questions than I think we've ever had. so appreciate everybody on the vault. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel. you turn on notifications. we are in uh, works right now to have you potentially uh something pretty special next week with who knows maybe a, a a commit that we've talked about a lot uh a lot on tonight's show could possibly pop up here with us next Monday night. so like I said, Hit that like button. There's hundreds of you in here. Hit that like button right now for us. Go ahead, just go ahead and mash it. It's free. Subscribe, turn on notifications. Make sure you're joining us over on the UGA Sports Vault. Um, at the bottom, we've already talked about our our presenting sponsors: uh, Auto Owners Insurance and Turner Wood and Smith Insurance Agency. So with Turner Wood and Smith, guys, you can make sure you're getting the best customer service and and and. You know customer care that you possibly can from a great agency that's been around over 100 years. And also auto owners, a great policy provider for life, home, car, business, whatever you need. Also, it's been scrolling down there at the bottom the entire time. You got to tidy up the class of 2023 for Georgia. Also got to keep yourself uh, tidied in every area possible, guys. And Manscaped can help you do that as well. You get 20% off and free shipping uh, with uh, some Manscaped products over there. Um, you know, I, I hate to do this to Jed, but we're just gonna put that right up there. But uh, we got we got uh, A new, some, uh
2: Twitter profile picture right Yeah there.
1: the man manscaped traffic uh, <laughs> take take care of that that for you um you can use promo code UGA sports over there at manscape.com they've got things guys like the crop uh crop cleanser gonna keep you clean now there also well shaven and clean foot duster they got cologne they got nose hair trimmers everything you need so manscape.com promo code UGA sports so for my guys Trent Smallwood and Jed May I am Blaine Gilmer and we'll catch you guys next time here on UGA sports rumors versus facts